Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Seizing your... You know what it is. Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hair, buddy. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Molnupiravir. Beg your pardon? Molnupiravir. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with this person. The uh, new drug that Merck says uh, reduces the risk of hospitalization or death in folks with mild to moderate COVID by about 50%. There you go. It's a drug you can take it home, huh? Yep, yep, a pill. They think it'll be ready maybe uh, end of the year. All right. Approved and such. So if I have the COVID, I would take that at home? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got a buddy who's getting over the COVID. He's got to stay home from work because that's the rules, but he... He can't get over what a non-event it has been, having the COVID. Right. I know, it, I know it's not that way for, like, 700,000 people uh, and a whole bunch of other people. But for most people, well, most people don't even know they have it. And then you got the other crowd that gets it, and it's you know one day of a fever a little bit. Yeah, I have become convinced that we, especially we, the vaccinated, are about to, uh, well, it's about to be a big nothing, COVID. Yeah. Uh, you would hope. Um, I was, uh, walking by my local park, uh, my son and I were headed out to play catch last night, and there was a soccer practice with a group of five-year-olds, all of them wearing masks outdoors on the soccer. Superstitious jackasses. Not the kids, their parents. Five-year-olds. Yeah. All wearing masks. Whoever mandated that or decided that is a superstitious jackass, has the uh, understanding of science of uh, a citizen of, say, the year 1400. Somebody needs to write term papers about this. It's so fascinating. I don't think it's got to do with the, the, I don't think it's got to do with the disease and the science. There's something else going on. Some weird something combination of politics and safety. And I don't know what it is, but anyway. You know, Matt Taibbi's just unleashed uh, yet another piece of insightful journalism entitled roughly uh, News is the New Religion and We're in the Middle of a Religious War. Mm. And I just scratched the very surface of it before that the show started this morning. Good. Yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty good. I'm anxious to dig into it. Um, I was just out in the newsroom having a chat with the people. I said, are you guys all expecting a guest out here? They said, no. I said, there's somebody hanging around in the lobby downstairs. And I said, there's never anybody here. And I said, I can't tell if they're a homeless person or like, uh, or about to be a guest on a radio show or mm. I don't know. Maybe they well, want to, they might the have won. Be- <laughs> I was going to say the line between the homeless and a station employee is pretty thin. <laughs> yeah. They might have won $500 with the phrase that pays on the country station for all yeah. I know, you know, waiting around right. for their, <laughs> their check. <laughs> no, I'm here because I got Kenny Chesney tickets. I'm not homeless. Damn it. Um, yeah, so it was just shocking. I've never you opened it. Ah! Hello. <laughs> uh, so um, if you're following the legislation, well, if you're not following, le- if you're following the legislation and if you were following me specifically tweeting late into the night last night, you know what happened. But if you uh, were not, um, Nancy did not bring it to a vote because she did not have the votes, apparently. And they're uh, planning to do it again here any minute. That's at least what they were claiming last night, to try to convince 40 or 50 progressives to go along with the uh, 
$1.5 trillion infrastructure things. That's where it is. Boy, I'd love to be the proverbial fly on the wall listening to those negotiations slash threats because I know Nancy is offering both the uh, the carrot and the stick. And hell, at this point, she may have sharpened the carrot and begun jabbing people with it. Uh, so I wonder I wonder what the strategies are. You know, I was thinking about uh, they, that, the left flank of the Democratic Party was almost the general manager today mm. because that story is a huge one going forward. In, in a way that the Tea Party, for instance, never was, or the Tea Party Caucus, or the Freedom Caucus, or anything like that. Um, we can start the show officially, if oh, you'd that, like. That'd but... be a good idea. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, October 1st. The rent no. is due. The rent is too damn high. The year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. You don't got to pay the rent anyway. <laughs> well, that's right. CDC says you don't have to pay the rent. Because Wait a minute. Of... The CDC? Yeah. How can that be? <laughs> I don't know. That had never happened. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. McDonald's is officially bringing back the McRib nationwide, folks. Well, that's how they're bringing back the McRib during a pork shortage. McDonald's said, those two things aren't as related as you think. So Oof. Here's my favorite thing tweeted out about the legislation that I retweeted last night. Or actually, I found out. So I was looking at all the major newspapers as the news was breaking last night. Washington Post uh, had their story with this picture. Uh, and it's Nancy Pelosi and some people walking through the hall. U.S. Speaker Nancy Pelosi walks with actor Woody Harrelson to the House floor. Hmm. And <laughs> I tweeted, pick from the WAPO tonight with no explanation why. Oh, okay, sure. Woody Harrelson's involved, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Like, nothing in the story anywhere. Like, wait a second, why is Woody Harrelson there? <laughs> That's funny. I know. Wow. What the what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, sure. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, I can see why that'd be your picture at the top of the big story with the breaking news about the $1.5 trillion infrastructure package. <laughs> That's just nuts. Uh. I'd say. Uh, Who else? Nicki Minaj? Who, who was that who was attacked by wild boars the other day? That was Shakira. Shakira. She was yeah. attacked by wild boars. Sorry to hear that. Is Nicki Minaj a person whose cousin's testicle swole? Oh, that's her. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Who can keep track of all these pop stars? <laughs> anyway, who's next? We'll have to see. So getting back to my point about the left flank of the Democratic Party, the radical progressive wing. You remember the, the radical Tea Party movement in the and the Freedom Caucus and those maniacs, those dangerous maniacs on the right, who, as it turns out, John McCain tried to kneecap behind the scenes. Jack, I remember you made this point rather forcefully at the time. What the Tea Party wanted was a return to the federal budget of like three years previous. Right. That was the radical stance. The budget got big enough like three years ago. We need to be more fiscally uh, responsible. On the other hand, the left flank of the Democratic Party is trying to fundamentally change the economy, change the relationship with government, change the relationship with uh, within families, just rearranging virtually everything about American life. That is truly radical, and that's a different problem. we got more to talk about that, and the vote might happen while we're on the air today, which would be exciting. We have small breaking news, and that uh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh has tested positive for COVID. Probably got at one of those party gangbang parties. Oh, jeez, Louise, wait. Probably wait. unmasked. No, bleep that. Get rid of it. That's terrible. I, I disassociate. I disavow. I disavow. I'll never let it go the way the media ran with those crazy stories.
uh, with nothing to back them up. That's the worst moment in journalism history. Uh, it is a fairly big deal from the fact, though, that Monday is the first Monday in October, and that's when the Supreme Court was going to in-person meet this time around and uh, kick off this very big season that includes abortion and guns, and I don't suppose he'll be in the room. No, he'll probably uh, weigh in via Zoom. Forget that he's unmuted at times. If he's Jeffrey Tubin, show his unit. I hope not. Uh, who knows? Um, so uh, we got to get the clips of the week. And how's mailbag look? Oh, just terrific. In fact, uh, I call for multiple mailbag segments. Oh, okay, today. that's great news. stuff. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So all that is on the way. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, one of the things I tweeted out last night as the news was breaking that Nancy wasn't going to put the bill on the floor, New York Times called it humiliating for the Democrats. I mean, the New York Times said that. Hmm. In a humiliating result today for Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats... That's an interesting way to look at it. I I would definitely cause it call it a, a sign of serious dysfunction. I'm not sure I would have called it humiliating, so it's interesting that the New York Times did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mailbag after the freedom loving quote of the day, after oh. how about that? The double reverse. Mike like oh. broke both his ankles. Oh yeah. Please. Left his my shoes around the, his ankles. My shoes are in the middle of the field. <laughs> First though, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. The first day of fall, y'all. You <laughs> said this wouldn't hurt. You <laughs> son of a... The hay is in the barn, and it's mayhem on the field. Why didn't you stop him? The numbers uh, that are um, are a function uh, of... Um, uh, uh, um, um, we did. The migrants and the American public are getting a mixed message from the Biden administration. So at least Donald Trump knew how to tell the migrants not to come. How are you in charge of Instagram and just now realizing that it's bad for kids? I mean, that's like the McDonald's CEO being shocked to hear that the ice cream machine isn't working. Since when? Since always. <laughs> no one even knows what a McFlurry tastes like. It's all a myth. General Milley, why haven't you resigned? My dad didn't get a choice to resign at Iwo Jima. And those kids there at Abbey Gate, they don't get a choice to resign. And so I'm not going to resign. Sort of like when you buy your wife a table saw for Valentine's Day. Logistically, you got her a gift. But strategically, mistakes were made. Keep 2,500 troops. <laughs> Who needs 2,500 troops? I do. <laughs> Did not undermine the chain of command and yeah, you did. You absolutely did, and it did not. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Brian, we're asking you to turn yourself in to the FBI or the nearest law enforcement agency. This is the fun part. We talk about price tags. It is zero price tag on the debt. We're paying. We're going to pay for everything we spend. Britney Spears is waking up today for the first time in 13 years. 
without being under the control, to some extent, of her father. In Idaho, Andrew Crapuchet? Crapuchets? <laughs> Can I say his name on the air? Pretty name. <laughs> I'm going ahead and changing my name to Johnson. Build back better. Blah, blah, blah. Green economy. Blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral. Blah, blah, blah. I'm really proud of that wow. one. As Greta Thunberg, the current odds-on favorite to win the Nobel Peace Prize, according to people who follow that sort of thing, which means... Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. That's a million the dollar... The are talking. That's a million dollar prize. I gotta get my kids whining about some liberal cause. <laughs> Maybe they end up winning a million dollars for the family. Hey, start complaining about uh, plastic in the oceans. Yeah, just whine about it. Well, you've ruined the oceans. You've ruined my childhood. I'll teach my kids to do that, and then we'll get a million dollars. The fish are choking on plastic bags. That mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Sure. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Mike Anonymous in Utah. Classic from James Madison. Doing a lot of the classic quotes uh, this week. It will be of little avail to the people that the laws are made by men of their own choice. If the laws be so voluminous that they cannot be read, or so incoherent that they cannot be understood, if they be repealed or revised before they are promulgated or undergo such incessant changes that no man who knows what the law is today can guess what it will be tomorrow. Sorry about that, uh, James. It's more or less what we got. Mm. Mailback. Posted for you at armstrongandgetty.com. This video sent along by uh, helpful listener, uh, Ed. Apparently, it's catching on in Portland, like in San Francisco, like Los Angeles, all West Coast cities now. Crime is legal, and it's video of a guy confronting a gang of people absolutely emptying a Walmart. I I mean, a a Target store, I believe. They're carrying all they can carry walking out to a minivan and just loading it all up at a fairly leisurely pace and leaving. How do we expect this to turn out? The United States is turning into a third world country. You realize that's unsustainable, right? Right. Major school system has had to close down because of a flea infestation. Third world country. Moving along. Jashawn writes, so your Trump impersonator friend is going to be on SNL. That's great for him, but it makes me wonder, are they going to go heavy on Trump again? They had record low ratings last year, so why not beat a dead horse? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. If they have a really good Trump character and they sprinkle it in, you know, that'd be okay. If they go just heavy-handed, relentless, humorless, just less, like they did with Alec Baldwin. Just less, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, great note here from uh, Kevin, the Fagatui, Texas Marine, a friend of Armstrong and Getty over 20 years. Wow. Thank you, Kevin. You're a patient man. Oh, you know what? Before I get to that, uh, a quick note. There were a handful of emails, including two in a row in our little inbox, uh, about Positive Sean today, not knowing where he went. One of the emails speculated that surely he left because of my, Joe's, uh Strident and inflexible views. Mm. <laughs> Strident and inflexible. Right. Uh, my views are actually fairly flexible, my friend, if uh, I get uh, new facts or, or a new understanding of things. But anyway, um, I absolutely am advocating for a certain point of view and uh, and proud of it. Uh, the other person uh, wasn't sure what had happened to Sean, but said, if he ever comes back, I'll never listen again. 
So, oh, and the, I should say the first person really missed him. Right. So, yeah. uh, we all miss Sean. He was a terrific Absolutely. fella in, in many, many ways. Um, and, and great fun to have around. He took a sales job on the East Coast of the United States. You can follow his Twitter if you want. Kind of updates yeah. his life. Yeah, um, he's kind of a, just, he was looking for a big giant change in his life and he got one. So, and we wish him well. Uh, let's see. Ah, back to, uh, Kevin the Fagatui, Texas Marine. Uh, wow. With confirmation, the smartphones have changed us, as you were discussing in the second hour of yesterday's show. If you missed it, get it uh, Armstrong and Getty On Demand via podcast. I'm a technician. During slow times in the shop, we would also go, we would often come up with various ways of entertainment to pass the day. Potato cannons, catapults, acetylene cannons, even the occasional trebuchet, among other things. Potato One- cannons! One thing I would often do is bring in a BB gun, since most of the guys in the trades are gun owners. Always a big hit, pun intended. But last year when the shutdown happened, our work dried up, so one day I brought in the BB gun, thinking back to the before times when such a thing would be great group fun during an otherwise boring day. Nope. Even though 80% of the guys I work with own and carry firearms, I was the only one plinking away at the range I had set up. The rest were just sitting down staring at their phones. Mm. And this was a group of guys ranging from their mid-20s to nearly 60, all the same. I mean, I ain't no technophobe. I look at mine as well, but the very same type of guys that 15 years ago would have been making bets on who was the best shot were now all watching Netflix or TikTok. I don't know where this is headed, but we've definitely lost something. Yeah, my brother says that about the uh, lunch room where he works, or warehouse, and yeah, used to be guys sitting around talking. Now everybody just stares at their phone in silence. Yeah, it seems sad. That can't be a good thing for society. There's no possible way. Right. You don't have a society in a way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coronavirus cases surged to a record high in Melbourne, Australia. Australian officials blame the spike on illegal home gatherings to watch a major soccer match. Australia's two largest cities, Sydney and Melbourne, are in a weeks-long lockdown that they've resulted in mass protests against the strict virus measures. So you tweeted out that Australia has lost its mind. What, what, What was that around? Well, their restrictions are absolutely onerous. They are a, a ridiculous, uh, ridiculously misproportioned response to a fairly minor threat, especially for the vaccinated. Their cops have gone wild. There is violence in the streets. The, the specific uh, video I tweeted out with that caption is of a journalist being uh, menaced by the cops just for reporting on the uh, the violence in the streets. And... I believe Australia, like I said, has lost its mind. It's lost all sense of proportion. It's lost its core principles in favor of not just COVID paranoia, but accepting totalitarianism because of COVID paranoia. So they announced they're going to allow Australian citizens to come back into the country. They have a million people, which I didn't realize is a small population in Australia. That's... 5% 5% of the population. They have a million people in Australia that uh, are Australian citizens, but they're out of the country when COVID hit, and they haven't been able to go back for 18 months. That's insane. Moms, dads, kids, grandmas, everything, been out of the country for a year and a half, <laughs> and now they get to go back. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, when when uh, people do bizarre things in Saudi Arabia or China or something, it's just like, wow, people are scum. <laughs> you know, homo sapiens are awful. But Australia, they're our brothers. I mean, they're our brothers in arms. They're a close ally. They have a very similar system to ours. Uh, you know, it's a, a Anglo-Saxon heritage, Judeo-Christian principles, blah, blah, blah. And to see them going this nuts is disturbing. Scientists say squirrels and humans have similar personalities. We'll have full team coverage on that story later. Speaking of the COVID, let me hit you with this number, uh, just because it is astounding. Now, I'll go. I'll lead with the good news. Cases across the country are down by a quarter in the last couple of weeks. It looks like the, the Delta COVID summer spike, whatever it was, is, is tailing off. But the numbers are in for September. It's October 1st now. Um, so you go back a few months, there were 8,000 deaths in July, 9,000 in June. Then the Delta hit. August, 27 deaths. September, 58,000 people died of COVID in September. Wow. 58,000. Woof. That's after, rough. After being as low as 8,000 over the summer. So, yeah, that was, nobody thought that was hap- going to happen. I, I, I sure as hell hope we're not in for another one of those. No, it it depends on vaccination rates, really, and and the mysteries of how variants uh, rise and fall. But when the vaccine hit, what, last December when it was announced the vaccines were coming out? If you'd have told me that we're going to have 60,000 deaths in September, I'd have thought, what? how the hell would that even happen? That's not possible. Well, it's almost exclusively unvaccinated people, which I had not guessed would would become the interesting issue that it has. The quasi-political issue that it is. You know, there's there's really good news about it's soon going to be not a, a pandemic, but an endemic. It's just going to be around. It's going to be a respiratory illness that we deal with fine, the vast numbers of us. Um, but, you know, I'm going to go with this just because it seems appropriate. We read the, the letter from John from Montana, who is an Air Force contractor and is fiercely against COVID vaccine mandates. And so is not going to get the vaccine. He didn't really make a case of why he thought the vaccine was a bad idea. It seemed to be mostly about the mandates, which I I understand and I respect. Um, And he's going to let his, I was going to say throw away his career. That's prejudicial. He's going to accept being fired and losing his home probably um, because he doesn't want to get the vaccine. It would seem for political reasons. Um, and I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. Al Anonymous in San Diego writes, I read, uh, I heard w- with interest your letter from John of Montana, who asked why people cannot just mind their own business and make decisions they feel are appropriate. Well, I agree with John's opinions and respect the sacrifice he's willing to make. The problem is that he still expects the medical profession to rush to his aid if his political choice uh, does not go in his favor. John will forego the vaccine, and heaven forbid, if he gets the vid, might get progressively short of breath until he calls for an ambulance in the dead of the night to be rushed to the hospital where he will expect the full fact facilities to help him. He may get progressively worse, requiring more and more drastic life support efforts and requiring more staff and more resources. His last month or so of life will be in a drug-induced coma, in isolation from family, with the instructions that everything must be done to keep him alive until even his family sees that the John they know is lost forever. The bill for his defiant choice will have to be borne by his family and the community. All this is an extreme case and not the big picture. I agree. But I'm in the healthcare field and all the patients I've seen in the last six months, 
All of them have been unvaccinated, and all of them have come to the hospital expecting everything to be done to keep them alive. They proudly stand up against the tyranny of vaccine mandates, but expect the full resources of the community to save them from their choice. If you're going to stand up for your rights, please do so completely. I respect John of Montana and all those who choose not to be vaccinated, but the responsible thing is to stand by your choice in full and not look to all of us who are vaccinated to come to your rescue. We made our choice as well. Okay, I have a comment on that, but so Tim Sandifer, friend of the show, Tim the Lawyer, retweeted the Cato Institute yesterday, who said on that topic, decision to be inoculated or not is a personal one, but society should not subsidize the decision to remain unvaccinated. And I replied, and I haven't gotten a response, but I replied, I said, honest question, so how do we not extrapolate that to smoking? I mean, that's universally accepted as horrible for your health. People have been smoking for the last 40 years, show up at the hospital and do all the things you just outlined there. Yeah. Expect all the money to be spent uh, to, to try to save them. Or people who uh, rock climb or people who eat fast food or you can come up with so many different examples. The, the cocktail enthusiasts among us. Yeah. And I just and I'm honestly asking this question. Is oh, there yeah, something it's a good I'm, one. It's am, an intriguing is uh, there, question. Is there something I'm missing that there's a great difference between these things? I mean, the obvious difference is that it is, uh, I mean, it's a disease that's been thrust upon us. But, of course, the element of choice comes in with the vaccination. Uh, you can make an argument that the vaccine's new enough. There's legitimate uncertainty about it. That's, uh, I, I, I'm not concerned, but it's not a, it's not a, a point of view that's devoid of, but why, of logic. But why for the Cato Institute, who I almost always agree with, is it so obvious that we shouldn't have to pay to treat people that choose not to get vaccinated, but not so obvious that I shouldn't have to pay for a lifetime smoker? Sure. Did you get a reply? No. Okay. I, it was pretty late at night when I tweeted, but uh, I'd like to get a reply because I'm, I'm, I'm seriously interested. Maybe Tim yeah. Sandifer will weigh in. He might have. I'm, I'm guessing he has some very well thought out opinions on this. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. As usual, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have an opinion? You can either hit us with an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, which is an address I do not announce enough, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or text us 415-295-KFTC. Maybe you don't need it now, but put it in your phone. You'll want to comment in the future. 415-295-KFTC. I know guys who do like super crazy dangerous mountain biking on the weekends. They break a leg. Why am I on the hook for that? I don't do that because it's too dangerous. I'm not advocating for this. I just don't understand the difference between that and the choice not to get vaccinated. Well, yeah, let me just throw in, herein lies the problem of socialism. Uh, We give each other the right to remove each other's liberty because we're all on the hook for each other, which is horrible. It's a nightmare. Yeah. In my world, anyway. Everybody that does. How many times do you eat fast food? You eat fast food like three times a week? Sorry, I'm not paying for your I'm not paying for your health care. Diabetes. It's an incredibly expensive disease across the course of a lifetime, for instance. These are all hypotheticals. I eat sure. fast food three times a week. I'm not I'm not knocking it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, no, clearly. It's, we're, not, we're not judging. We're asking. I may have outgrown or outaged fast food. I just have had a couple of experiences recently where my body might just be saying, time's up. Hmm. Time's up, dude. Mm. You're no longer allowed to eat that. Ah, uh, Yes. 
Yes. The oh. one end of you has vetoed the decisions of the other end of oh, you. It's really it's like the, the heartburn that feels like you're going to have a heart attack Oof. that has all the exact same symptoms as a heart attack. Yes. Oh, Troubling. That's the worst, I'd say. Either one too many bites of a hamburger or I'm dying of an infarction. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Not good. Um, do, do only dudes get that? Uh, What's that? That heartburn? The thing? heartburn that feels like you're going to die from a heart attack. No, I've never no. heard women say that. My my wife has gotten it, mm. but it wasn't clear that it was heartburn. It was uh, it was mysterious. Doctors mm. couldn't figure it out. Worst one I ever had down in Mexico, and geez, I might have been in my twenties when I did this. Certainly early thirties when I had a uh, a steak. Do we have any Mexican music? Mike? That would be hilarious <laughs> for the as background for the story. I was at some <laughs> restaurant, and it was like a steak. With bacon shoved inside, and it was shoved inside a ham or something like that. I mean, oh, so just, wait a minute. And it was minute. so awesome. And I'd been drinking all day, and I drank this giant margarita with it and everything like that. Anyway, I woke up in the middle of the night with such chest pain. I mean, it was just worse, and I thought, if this is a heart attack, I can't go to... Because I'm in a small town middle of nowhere. It's not like I'm in Cabo or something. Right. Um, I'm in a town of 4,000 people and not a word of English, and... Uh, why am I going to go to some small town Mexican hospital where I don't speak the language and just let them start just point to your heart? <laughs> right. So I just hope it was hearto a taco. <laughs> now probably wouldn't end well. No, I thought I, I, I guess I'll just either lay here and die and hope or hope that it's not uh, a heart attack. That it's just because of the giant meat stuffed with bacon wrapped in a ham and the giant margarita. <laughs> Inserted in a sheep, <laughs> swallowed by an elephant. It was delicious. <laughs> anyway, bad eating is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, d- d- so, if, if you got answers for these questions, I'd love to hear what they are. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. It just seems to me if we start down that road of you made an unhealthy decision, so we're not paying for it. Where the hell does that end? Yeah, yeah, there are, there are further complications though because what time is it? Yeah, I got time for this thought. Um, there are not like fat fast food addicts that are so crowding the hospital they can't schedule necessary surgeries for other people to save their lives. They haven't had to give the stiff arm to people who are supposed to get cancer screenings because they just don't have any room in the hospital, that sort of thing. So greater, more intense, intensified social cost right now. I think that might be one thing we're missing. I don't know. Uh, our text line, like I said, 415-295-KFTC. Got a celebrity birthday we should mention. Uh, there's a Gabby Petito video, a new one that has come out. We should probably talk about in that whole thing. Uh, Nancy Pelosi could bring that bill to the floor. At any moment, or maybe she's just decided we can't do this. She's been humiliated, according to the New York Times. New York Times said it was humiliating. Uh, We got all this stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was at a a bar uh, with some friends, and a bunch of people kept coming up to me and asking if I was Brian Laundrie. Some seemed to be joking about it, and some were uh, very serious. And I was like, I have no idea who you're talking about. And then someone showed me a picture, and I was like, oh, no. So I 
I left pretty shortly after that, and on my way out, at least three more people asked me, including one off-duty police officer. Wow. Hey, dude, shave and wear a hat. It's pretty easy to get past this, but... uh, Yeah, well, he apparently was totally unaware of the story. uh, Yeah, obviously. Good for him. Yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) That's inconvenient. Hey, are you America's most notorious woman murderer? Yeah, so, uh, so no. <laughs> so there's a downside for being a wanted murderer, looking like a wanted murderer. Yeah. Um how how weird is it though if you think you've spotted a murderer? You walk up to him and say, "Hey, are you that murderer guy I've seen on the TV?" If they say yes, how do you see that playing out? Mm, good to meet you. <laughs> and you assume they're just going to sit there till the police arrive or well, what? and if he says no, why would you believe it? Good point. You ask for a selfie. Yeah, there you go. So that that is a truly fruitless question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Are you hoping his eyes dart from side to side and he says, no, who's asking? What ask? Yes, I am. I mean, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Murderer? Uh, No, no, I'm not a murderer. Uh, Why'd you think I was a murderer? I need to run out the door. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, It's Jimmy Carter's birthday. He's celebrating a quiet 97th birthday, as he's pretty old and frail at this point, but he's the uh, he is the oldest former president in U.S. history, 97 years old. That is Survived old. brain cancer in his 90s. Yeah. I don't know what form he had exactly, but, you know, he's, he's devoted his pro- post-presidency to uh, doing good, as he sees it. Got rid of his Secret Service long ago. Yeah. Lives out his Christianity the way he sees uh, it, uh, you know, being appropriate. Uh, you know, he's uh, known as a, a bit of a uh, finger wag and uh, pain in the butt for the Democratic Party. But, yeah, not throwing giant birthday parties with celebrities. For instance, at the gazillion dollar homes. He's not Obama. doing that. that. That's right, Hank. That's who we're <laughs> heading at. That's what we're referring to. Way to track with us, Hank Jr. <laughs> Um, uh, we can get into some of how the legislating thing is going uh, in hour two, if you want to. Some interesting things being pointed out about the way this is being done versus the way legislation used to work and how it's clearly a step in the wrong direction. Is there, I was thinking about this last night, is there anything that has taken a step in the right direction in recent times? Anything you can think of? Anything at all? P- pretty much. Wow. Outside of my weight. I mean, I can't, I mean, like not personal things. I mean, just... Big, big cultural things. Do you think anything's take a step in the right direction? Government, schools. There's a lot of good TV. <laughs> There's <laughs> some one. of it's preachy, but that's uh, that's pretty good. TV is taking a yeah. step in the right direction. TV is better than it used to be. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, we now are aware that China is our adversary, so we will be hoodwinked no longer. Hmm. How we react to this knowledge it will be complicated, but. Oh, by the way, we got a couple of email responses to our uh, question about the unvaccinated seeking medical treatment and how that differs from, you know, a smoker or fat guy. We left out an obvious one. Robert pointed it out. Uh, replace unvaccinated with drug user. Oh, geez. Hard Ob- drug user. Obvious. Yeah. How did we leave that out? So people that are uh, sitting around a cheap, crappy apartment with a bunch of other people doing hardcore drugs, maybe with fentanyl, maybe not, they get rushed to the hospital at uh, taxpayer expense or insurance mm-hmm. company expense. And by the hundreds done. of thousands. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but again, in terms of <clears throat> mandates or, or really strongly urging people to do one thing or another, uh, drug users are not crowding out every other medical procedure. 
the way COVID patients are. Robert wanted to make one other point that he still thinks COVID deaths are way overcounted by at least half. I think it's less than that. Um, but dying with COVID as opposed to from COVID, you're absolutely right. It is a factor. Yeah. Hospitalizations, it's been documented that it's way out of whack with or because of, but uh, not as sure about deaths. But anyway, conversation goes on on that. Yeah. Uh, a new oh, vi- you know what Go I ahead. never got to is why it's going to be endemic, just around and not a big deal at all very soon for the un- for the vaccinated. Of course, we're practically there. It's just, but again, the societal impact of the hospitals being jammed up, at least in some places, that's significant. And we'll have to get to this in an hour or two, or at some point, a uh, a new study that says human and squirrels, humans and squirrels have similar personalities. This is actually out of the University of California, Davis which connects a number of traits, including aggressiveness and sociability between squirrels and humans. You know, I'm tempted to make a childish joke involving the word nuts, but I just I don't have it in me today for some reason. I was actually on that campus riding my bike near squirrels that may have been the subject of this study. I should have posed for a selfie. They might become your friends. Stop and talk to them. Yeah. But anything they think they they think there are some things we can learn about human beings from squirrels and the way they uh, uh, craft their societies. Help That's us interesting. Really help us with our store in our nuts. I've I've uh, said many times that squirrels are just rats with a pretty tail, and so they get a pass. <laughs> uh, maybe I've been wrong. Maybe you've been wrong all these years. See, my views may be strident, but they are not inflexible. As an emailer suggested. So we're going to get to all that stuff we mentioned uh, coming up. Our text line again is, so what do you think of um, the idea of uh, not getting health care for people who choose not to get vaccinated? Why is it different than smokers, for instance? 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.